Hey there, party people. This is Queer Watching. I'm Jesse here with my best pal, Brianna. And today we're talking about Mutt. Mutt is a 2023 drama film directed, written, and produced by Vuk. And I'm going to try his last name here. Lungalov Klotz, something like that. Doing my best. Um, and his feature directorial debut. So this film had its world premiere at the 2023 Sundance Film Festival last January. And the synopsis is, over the course of a hectic single day in New York City, three people from Fenya's past are thrust back into his life. His immigrant father, his straight ex-boyfriend, and his 13-year-old half-sister. Having lost touch since transitioning, Fenya must navigate the new dynamics of these old relationships. The person that plays the lead. Leo Mejil. Yeah, who actually is trans, as is the director, which I also feel like maybe deserves a mention here. It's nice to at least see something by trans people for trans people, you know. Are they Chilean? That was also something I was curious about. Yep. Raised between Chile and New York City and Serbia. Nice. Cool. So at least that adds to the authenticity a little bit here. There's also so many different descriptions of this movie that like, it's interesting to see where they decide to like, say it's about a trans person or not. Some of them are just like, as Fenya has a tough day. And some of them are like a trans man. And some are like, while he deals with his transition. So it's interesting to see how like, how much different people think that's important to mention or not. Yeah. So this is your spoiler alert for Mutt. And then should we just start with you, Brianna? Did you have thoughts on Mutt? Do you want me to talk about where I saw it? What What do you want to do? <laughs> let's Let's change it up and let's have you start because I'm genuinely interested to know what you thought of this movie. Okay, great. Well, I loved this movie, but I think I was going to love it kind of no matter what happened just because there are mm-hmm. so few movies about trans men. And a lot of times it feels like we don't exist. So like if mm. someone makes a movie about a trans man, I'm just like, I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. I'm after it. Mm-hmm. I also saw this at the Seattle International Film Festival that I got to be a part of. That was amazing. So like as part of the magic of that film festival, I was also just like loving it. It was a pretty decent crowd. I went to a 930 Thursday night showing of this movie and it was a pretty packed theater. It was a small one of our smaller theaters, but still really fun. It was a really good audience. Honestly, there were so many queers in the audience. So it was really fun to watch this with a a big group of queers. So some of the humor in it that is like very relatable, right? The whole audience was just like, yep, in there. So yeah, I loved it. It's not a perfect film, but I quite enjoyed it. So what about you? Yeah, no, we had a very different experience. Um, <laughs> I thought it was really boring, really slow, very traditionally artsy without needing to be. Really wish I could have that 88 minutes of my life back. Um, wow, Fenya, I'm surprised. Fenya wow. is a very attractive human being. I did think the the acting was good. I never was like, oh, this feels forced, but nothing about like, I, I genuinely don't know what the point of the movie was other than just to show a day in a life of a person who's just kind of going through it. Wasn't entertained, wasn't left with any questions, 
was just like cool. That's I mean, yeah, his no, top surgery was done really well. I was very yeah. impressed. I was like, wow, that's a nice looking chest. I thought the sex scene was hot. And I thought that was like, I would have been more interested if we had gotten backstory about really anything that had transpired before this day. So with his ex-boyfriend, with his father, with his mother, like we got very little and it just left it very eh. So no, wasn't a fan. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And again, I also knew nothing about going into this movie except for the three word description that they, they gave that was like exactly what you read. Part of me is like, of course, as a New Yorker, you're like, yeah, this is just a day. Everything's chaos all the time. (laughs) Oh, no. Like, I thought it was a really shitty day. But also, I kind of got the sense of like, Thenia wasn't necessarily a great human being prior to this moment in his life. So this is what happens when all three aspects of, I'm not saying that Thenia's relationship with his father is entirely his fault. But again, we weren't given any insight into what that actually looked like. But this is what happens when two out of three people that you have somehow fucked over come back into your life on the same day and how things can just go wrong. And yes, when things go wrong in New York City, I feel like it's that much more inconvenient because like when he locked himself or locked himself out of the apartment, Yes, that makes everything more longer or longer because you've got to put in time for public transportation. But no. Eh. Let me ask you this. Mm -hmm. If you didn't know tons of trans people and like had been active with trans people your whole life, do you think this movie would sit any differently with you? I guess maybe a better way to say this is, did you find this movie didactic? I would need you to define didactic because I don't necessarily know okay, what that word uh, means. Like preachy in an educational way. No. Okay. No, I think that might have even been like better. Maybe, mm-hmm. No, not actually better. In the sense of like, I very much got that the purpose of this movie was to show that there's more to being a trans person than just being trans. Like we get locked out of our apartments. We have complicated issues with our families. We like get hung over. We have one night stands. We have to worry about getting pregnant. Like this, we are complex people too. And so maybe if I would, had never been exposed to this like lived experience, maybe, but I think there were better and interesting, more interesting ways to do that. Like, yeah. Nothing about the characters drew me in or left me wanting more. Nothing about the way the story was told. Like there was no plot. It was just a day in the life. And I felt like it balanced between like documentary style in the following of someone's life and a movie and didn't commit to either one. So it just fell flat. And I think... Like, I think if it hadn't been about a trans person, it would have been the most boring movie. <laughs> I would have been like, why Why do I even care? And I think maybe one of the reasons why, because I know that this was well-received and that a lot of people did like this movie. 
part of me wonders if that's because so few films about trans men and trans Latino men exist that when something like this gets made, someone's like, oh my God, this is brilliant. And I want us to ask ourselves, is it? Or are we just deprived? <laughs> All right. That is a super fair question. I I think it is an amazing question that we need to ask and discuss, but we'll ultimately never really know the answer to. Mm-hmm. And that also makes it difficult. I'm with you. Because like if there had been another trans man film at the festival, like that was getting compared, it might be, you know, that was a narrative. It might be, we might be having a very different conversation. Mm -hmm. I just so as someone that like thinks and talks about movies all the time Mm -hmm. a day in the life is kind of like a movie trope it's kind of like the freaky Friday it's kind of like the road trip right it's just something that you do over and over and there are so many takes on it and so many people trying to do it and give a spin on it so this is just like it is a day in the life so it's kind of like that movie trope and there is a very very thin plot line over all of it which is like gotta get dad from the airport right gotta get dad from the airport but like, like is how that is a that plot? a plot right okay right that's then that's what i'm saying like that's not really a plot it's just sort of like how could everything go wrong when my only goal at the beginning of this day was to get dad from the airport i i yeah. hear what you're saying and i, I so this movie was well received in a lot of spaces i think but There were people that did not care for it in the same way as you. I talked to one person at the festival who was just like, I just was doing any new work there. I don't know about that. And it's like, okay, that's fair. But also sometimes for people that are not super educated with trans stuff, media to hold on to is just very important, right? Like I remember the first time I came out, right? My mom was like, you're like Santana from Glee, right? You just need something to hang on to but (laughs) never seen Glee. So that reference falls flat. All right. Well, anyway, they just need a reference to hold on to, to help them communicate it. Right. And, and whatever else understand it more. So I think there was some of that going on um, in the theater. Like, cause it wasn't just queers. It was also like a bunch of old people as well. And you know, blah, blah, blah. We're also in a bubble in Seattle. So maybe not, but yeah. I think you're right. It's because there are so few films about trans men, right? Because like, what else do we have? Boys Don't Cry, maybe by hook or by crook, which no one's really seen. Like, that's about it. Give me some time to think on it because I definitely feel like there's more. I trust you that there's not, but like, no. Are we defining it as like with the trans man being the main character or like, yeah. A lead of any kind. A lead of any kind. Okay, I'm a, I'm a think, and I'll circle back with you. But I All I right. I believe you. My brain's I also mean, like no. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. And like, obviously, in like disclosure, there's some interviews from trans men, right? It's not like they're nowhere, okay. but you know, even in like, disclosure. Oh yeah, it's like the guy from Next Gen L Word, right? Like I yeah. Think- and they talk about how there's a lack of representation of trans men. Yeah. Leo Shan, Leo Shang, I think is his name. Um, anyway. Honey, don't ask me. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, I follow him on Instagram. <laughs> uh-huh. He also has a fantastic top surgery chest. Like, okay. That was the other thing is like, as, okay. I don't mean to brag here, but as a trans mm-hmm. man with 
fantastic top surgery. Like, let's go ahead and just start bragging about our $10,000 chest. You know, let's, let's Fucking do it. Right. The <laughs> fact that you don't walk around with your shirt off more and are still a very like shy conservative when it comes to your body person. I'm like, let me see your body. I am your best friend. I should have seen it way more than I already have. Okay. And it's ridiculous. <laughs> Why you ever wear a shirt except for when you're going into the office is beyond me. <laughs> okay, well, that's not exactly you have my a body, yaddy, 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 yaddy. <laughs> right. Well, thank you. Uh, thank you, but that's, that wasn't really my point. <laughs> uh huh. Uh huh. You weren't fishing for those compliments, but you got them. Yes. Um, now I'm embarrassed. <laughs> so we had a couple of storylines within this within this movie and I know what my favorite one was but the storylines I'm gonna I'm talking about are Fenya and his ex-boyfriend Fenya and his younger sister and Fenya and his father yeah did you have a favorite and if so why or like why not yeah I feel like the family ones I have a hard time picking between because I find them both semi-relatable I think they're both there are like some very genuine things happening in the conversations that I found mm-hmm. emotional, I guess. Like I found very touching and, oh, I've had a similar conversation or at least thought these things in my head to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. I almost feel like I have a least favorite and it's the ex-boyfriend for a couple reasons. One, I actually did not find the acting to be my favorite. It was mm-hmm. pretty flat to me. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't tell if the direction was like, all right, you're a dumb straight bro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was like, okay, this is a dumb straight bro. And he just took that too far. And that was some of the flatness. But on top of that, obviously the complete ignorance in a lot of ways of that character was kind of frustrating, right? The whole, like, after they have sex, the whole, like, you can get pregnant. Like, all right, let's think this through or do our own research in any kind of way perhaps i hear you but they also hadn't spoken in at least a year and a half and he didn't know what stage of transitioning fenya was at and so i personally didn't think that that was a a problematic question because why would he know if he couldn't get pregnant okay but what stage of transitioning can you not get pregnant I guess if you get your uterus taken out, but. Yeah, but also when you're on testosterone for a longer period of time, it decreases your likelihood of being able to get pregnant, correct? Yes, but there's not no chance. Okay. So, yeah, unless Fenya (laughs) has gotten some things yanked out, Mm -hmm. there's technically always a chance. I mean, so yeah, like. Long-term testosterone, your ovaries and all of that will atrophy and put me on good riddance. But there's still technically always a chance, I guess. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, I I can imagine how that would come off as uneducated or like a, a stupid question, but I did not read it that way. That's fair. It wasn't Again, like I'm not a trans mom man asked. who gets asked that. Yeah. It wasn't like when my mom asked if I can produce sperm now. So baffling stuff. Anyway, um, which one was your favorite or least favorite? So I will give you the acting. Cole Doman as John did not do a great job of acting, but that was probably my my favorite storyline because I feel like it's one that we don't get to see as often. Like 
we know that trans folks tend to have complicated relationships with their parents and potentially siblings. But I think the reason why the the boyfriend one was my favorite was because it was the one that we got the least information about and seemed the most like emotionally difficult for Fenya. Uh, One of my favorite lines is people don't hate you because you're trans. People hate you because you're an asshole. Yeah. And I think that that's a really important message to have that like, we were not given enough information to truly understand what their relationship was like when Fenya was living as, as a woman. So we don't know if it was abusive. We don't know if it was problematic. We don't know how it ended, but what we do know is that both people were hurt and it sounds like Fenya had done some fucked up stuff and the way in which they he was trying to explain it was, well, I was doing that because I wasn't able to live as who I truly am. And now that I'm able to live as who I truly am, I can be myself with you and I can be different. And while that is totally understandable and fine and well, that doesn't give you the right to be an asshole and that doesn't excuse you from the consequences of your actions. And I think that that was difficult for Fenya to accept uh, that like at least in this storyline it seemed like Fenya was expecting things to be okay after they slept with each other or like and continue to get back into the relationship because they worked so well but no it seems like you really hurt this person not saying that John did not hurt Fenya again we weren't given enough context but I thought that that was an important message that just because you stop living one way doesn't mean you don't have the consequences of those actions. Totally. I think it's pretty common for people chasing anything important to them, you know, whether it's like dreams or, you know, (laughs) your gender identity, like sometimes Mm -hmm. you end up either intentionally or unintentionally being an asshole while you focus on yourself. And Mm -hmm. you do still need to apologize for that, especially if you hurt people along the way. And I think that's Mm -hmm. a pretty common experience as well. It's not like, again, it's not deliberate. You don't set out to hurt the people around you, but Mm -hmm. sometimes inevitably it happens while you're on your, you know, journey of discovery or whatever it is for all kinds of things. But in this case, you know, transition. So I agree. I thought that was good. And yeah, relatable. Mm-hmm. there are tons of trans people we don't need to misgender them to get back at them it's their personalities mm-hmm. like right like that's why we hate them like unfortunately yeah. like caitlin jenner's one of us but she can't sit with us you know <laughs> no i will never misgender her but she can fuck all the way off exactly <laughs> mm-hmm. absolutely absolutely yeah and i did think like that the other i thought okay i thought the storylines all had potential and it none of it was just none of it was tapped. So I did also like the the father storyline. I thought that that would have been really important to kind of show more of why he'd gone back to Chile because the visit purpose was to be there for his green card. So why had he abandoned or left his family when he knew that his ex-wife was psychologically abusive when he knew that he had a child and and things like that, but we weren't given any more information and so everything just stayed surface level 
I did like that Fenya was advocating for himself to just be able to live as himself and that he was even saying like I'm not going to take shit from you about living authentically because I'm finally happy like I thought that was great but yeah I think that the dad one it was like too let's wrap this up on a sentimental or happy note for me it kind of his like development happened too quickly that it felt inauthentic I just don't see that in like less than 12 hours someone can go from misgendering misnaming to like 100 <laughs> percent acceptance and calling him like my son or my boy or whatever the the one the one word validation mm-hmm. he gets at the end is and i more got the sense that like that was already stuff that had been happening and taking place prior to this visit and mm-hmm. that the rupture was more just like all these questions or all these thoughts that he hadn't felt comfortable saying over the phone then just kind of rushing out when he actually saw his son but I had gotten the sense that like there was some level of acceptance and it was like when your mom first began embracing the fact that you were trans still fucking up your pronouns and still fucking up your name but like trying and then you know how sometimes she'll regress and go all the way back and you have to be like no motherfucker this is my life that was kind of the storyline that I got and the idea of like I really want to understand but like from a place of frustration and fear and levels of disagreement and so I'm inaccurately expressing my concern and care and then when you push back it kind of snaps me back into what's important which is that my child is happy and that my child has somebody in their corner who loves and supports them even if I don't understand yeah that's fair especially like sitting in Fenya's room like almost being consumed by his life maybe he would have that moment but also how could you just fucking leave your dad without finishing the sheets like it would have taken you 30 more seconds to just put the sheets on the bed rather than like that first time it's not back being like oh my god I can't I don't even have time to do this I've got to go return the card the fuck also I would have quit this day 10 times over <laughs> as soon as stuff started piling I would have been like you know what no just no but yeah I no longer have a high threshold for bullshit I would have been like, all right, yeah, you can take a taxi. (laughs) I don't know. At a certain point, I would have been like, yep, that's totally fine. But Although a taxi from New York, from Newark to Brooklyn, because I think they lived in Brooklyn, would run you probably close to $200. Sounds like a dad problem. But I hear you. The sibling plot line was pretty cute. I thought I did really like the moment where like, Fenya starts to like explain trans people (laughs) and his sister's like yeah I know about trans people I don't care about that cool whatever it was just very like why did you abandon me yeah exactly like that's not an issue I'm here to talk about the real issues which have nothing to do with this I just thought that was really cool and again kind of relatable I remember telling my brother and him being like okay cool yeah whatever you want I did like that one. And I thought that the younger sister was a pretty good actress. I don't know how old she actually is, but 
I thought she did a good job. I did think that I think there's a point where Fenya yells like I was born this way. And I did kind of like oof in the theater, like there's no different or modern or more original way that we could maybe say this. Like I get the sentiment, right? Like the, if I could choose this, I wouldn't, which I don't love. I don't get that sentiment. I don't because, and I think it's tried and not true again, not attempting to speak for trans folks, but what I feel like people are saying when they, what what they're really saying when they say that is, do you think I would ever choose to be discriminated against, to be hated, to be like subject to violence? Absolutely not. That doesn't necessarily mean they would never choose to be trans. That means that they wish that the world wouldn't be so fucked up. To me, they're saying, I wish it wasn't this hard. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think that's an important message to communicate, not I wish I wasn't trans. I feel like it gets lost in the context unless you are a trans person or you know trans people and you know what that means. Yeah, I think it's bigger. It's a lot more like what you said. I wish the world wasn't designed this way. I wish we didn't, you know, implement gender in these ways. Yeah, it's a lot more the bigger structure of how we perform and look at gender I think than it is about yeah the individual being like if I could list my decisions this wouldn't make the cut right it's not necessarily that and I know plenty of trans people as do you that like wouldn't change a thing or queer people in general most queers I know would absolutely not change it at all if they could choose it they still would so yeah yeah anything to keep you from being a cis man come on (laughs) no I want to be a boring straight person yikes right (laughs) when you have gay men being like do you think this is a choice do you think i would choose to love another man you know men are trash yeah well no rebuttal there (laughs) also your beard is looking great i just want to scratch it just scratch it thank you i just trimmed it yesterday you should definitely put some color or decorations in it for pride i'm just saying why grow facial hair like that if you don't glitz it up a bit? Because it makes you look handsome and I like it. And there will be no glitter in this beard unless maybe Sarah gets to me. But hopefully I say I'll reach out to Sarah no, to uh, rip and just <laughs> leave me alone. it into your no ruin beard. pride for me. <laughs> I think my biggest note as far as like, ooh, being movie critic-y here the Mm -hmm. sound design slash sound editing it was awful yeah and it was you know if like everyone's noticing it's it's pretty dramatic there were scenes in like bathrooms that were super echoey and yeah so that would kind of be my one like big critique here i thought it looked beautiful i mean you said artsy for no reason but um it was filmed on the four three aspect ratio, and I really liked it. I thought it was pretty pretty pleasant. I thought the color color palettes were pretty good. It reminded me a little bit about the trend that's like on Instagram. That's like this everyday thing, but make it Wes Anderson. And so, like, you just have a basic ass thing that then is made artistic, and like to me, it's ridiculous. Case in point. A good example of when art, an artistic approach was done really well, in my opinion, was the movie After Sun. 
that was a slow paced, deep diving movie where the artistic shots really amplified. Hell, even the of an age had some artistic shots. And I thought that that movie did it better and was more entertaining than this movie. I thought that they were like, hey, we know we're not saying anything, so we might as well make it look pretty. And then had no originality with like any of the pretty shots. So I did, I will say, I did like the laundromat scene. I thought using that reflection was cool. That was my one scene where I was like, okay, that's cool. But also, are you not afraid of being murdered in an abandoned, in like just a randomly, I mean, not random, most laundromats in New York City are 24 hours, but why the fuck was nobody there? No, if I walked into a laundromat and not a single person was there, that no, I would get the fuck out. I don't care if it's raining. I would get the fuck out. But maybe oh, yes, that's just the... their male, male privilege showing. Of course, as two men, they didn't Absolutely. Really consider that. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I I literally, it happens. It just starts to affect your life. I literally ran into it, it last weekend. I was at the arcade, set my drink down like way over across the table. <laughs> and the person I was with who's female was like, cool, I need to keep mine in eyesight, thank you. And I was like, oh shit, yep, my bad. Right? Let me find a stool for you, like- just yeah. should I, I don't have to consider. <laughs> yeah. My coworkers are coming to New York and one is a guy and one is a woman. And the woman was like, anything that I should know about navigating New York? And I was like, honestly, you're a woman. Do what you would do in any city. Be aware of your surroundings. Sit in subway cars that are occupied with people. Walk on lit streets. Like, all of those things. And the guy was like, don't go on the subway. And I was like, you, sir, can just shut the fuck up. Like, you don't need to be concerned at all. Y'all are living or existing in Midtown. Also, as a woman, you know how to keep yourself relatively safe in a city. This city's not any danger, more dangerous than any other place that you'd be walking as a woman. And he couldn't relate. And I was like, yeah, must be nice. Yep. But anyways, yeah. <laughs> it's real. Overall, I'll probably forget about this movie. Wow. I bet you don't because there's so few trans man movies that like even you noodling on it. I bet you don't come up with many more. So I bet Mutt comes up just because it's so few. We exist. <laughs> and you deserve so much more. Yeah, I know, but as all or many great film writers or screenplay writers say, if there's a story that you've been yearning to see and you don't see it, you got to write it yourself. So, and mine would be different than this for sure. All right. Any final thoughts? No. Cool. Thank you for joining us today on Queer Watching. Feel free to follow us on Twitter at Queer underscore watching. And if you liked what you heard today, give us a five-star review where you get your podcasts. You can also send us an email with recommendations or feedback at queerwatching at gmail.com. Again, that's queerwatching at gmail.com. Have a great day.